The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This is Goodnight Maryland Radio with your host, Nina Bosky. It's been more than 50 years since the tragic death of one of Hollywood's biggest stars at the time and in history, Marilyn Monroe. Nina seeks to uncover the life and death of this legendary star as it coincides with the pre-production of the feature film, Good Night, Marilyn. You'll get a chance to question, explore, and discover the secrets surrounding what really happened that fateful night back in 1962. Let's start the conversation. Here is the host of Good Night, Marilyn Radio, Nina Bosky. Oh, yeah. Let's start the conversation. Hello, everybody. I'm Nina Bossi for Goodnight Maryland Radio, and welcome to the show as we explore the investigation, the life, and the movie all surrounding Marilyn Monroe. We have a couple of shout-outs today. Steve in Virginia Beach, North Carolina. Hi. How are you? Happy Friday. And Edith and Dick in Scottsdale, Arizona are chiming in. And uh, James in Takahama, I think I'm saying it right, Japan. So, Hello, Goodnight Maryland fans, and I'm happy to say that we are growing around the world each and every day, and it's because of you and this story that we're shedding some great light on this mystery that has been plaguing many of us, especially when you start to look at all the different holes in this case. And I know that was one of the things that when we were doing the movie, at least the beginning of the developing of the movie, and obviously, you know, we're doing an entertainment feature. This is certainly not a uh, biography or a a documentary. It's uh, blending fact with fiction. But what was happening is I had to say to myself, what in the world really did happen. There's, I would read one book and it'd say one thing and I'd list or watch one documentary and say another. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is just unbelievable. So the goal of this show is trying to bring some light to one of the most talked about mysteries of our time. And, uh, you know, I remember it was probably about a year ago when we were really getting into the the movie and a guy came into our office who was a potential funder and uh, he was related somehow to Lucky Luciano and his theory was that it was a mob hit out of Chicago and uh, they they came to Maryland and they wanted to uh, silence her because of all the talking that she was doing and that's in a nutshell and that seems to be a pretty big theory um, rumor that is out there, but I have yet, yet to find anybody that has come forward with specific information, like the tapes, whatever it is, to be able to prove. I know a, a couple of weeks ago we had uh, Mary Jane uh, pop on, and uh, in the book uh, Marilyn Joe and Me, June DiMaggio, uh, based on her mother, says you know, she heard something. Now, she's a Catholic Italian woman. She's fearful, never is going to say anything to the day that she dies and takes it to her grave. One would assume, now that's an assumption, that what is she fearful of? Um, so, but those are those are rumors. Those are things that, you know, it, it, it makes for really good conversation here. And certainly in our movie, we're entertaining that idea. 
Um, but this is a good time for us to kind of look at and bring to light some of the, the, the topics. And the mob has been a very big one, along with the Kennedys, along with the doctors, you know, keeps circling and circling around. So this is a really, really wonderful time for us to bring to light. So I'm going to ask you. Okay, there's a lot of speculation. Everybody puts their theory out there and everybody puts their comments and that's wonderful. But if you have specific evidence that you want to shed to light about this case, it is now time to come forward. It's 52 years later. It's historical. That's one of the wonderful reasons why we are actually having uh, the LAPD Los Angeles official law enforcement looking at what we're doing and seeing if this is a good time to bring this to light. This is a wonderful time, Maryland fans. If you have evidence, specific evidence, send it to us. Send us an email at marylandinvestigation.com at gmail.com, marylandinvestigation at gmail.com. You also can always go to the Goodnight Maryland website and be able to uh, contact us there. But if you do have any information, please, please, please send it to us. And uh, in the meantime, today's theme, the mob, murder, and Maryland. So join the conversation as we explore the mob theory that has been talked about for over the years. Is it true? Is it a theory or is it an outlandish rumor? So our guests include Brandon James, son of Jeannie Carmen, and also his, uh, his sister Jade will be on with us too. So the author of the autobiography, My Wild Wild Life as New York pinup queen, trick shot golfer and Hollywood actress, definitely had a lively life. Mary Jane Gray, a uh, staff writer of from Immortal Maryland has been studying Maryland for over 20 years. And then Ricky Jones, head of our Goodnight Maryland's investigative team for law enforcement, who's helping us with the government CIA side of the investigation, will chime in about the mob and how that related in the government during that time. Also want to say thank you to Randall Libero, our um, executive producer, not executive vice president. Last week I was calling him, well, maybe he's executive vice president, but he's the executive producer. And lots of, lots of well wishes to him uh, this week. And uh, Mike Surgit, our engineer, and Drew Masters, our talent booker. Could not do the show without you. So, well, let's get this show going. And uh, we'll, with on that note, let's, uh, let's bring on our first guest. We've uh, had the pleasure of having he and his sister on our second show and really didn't have enough time to get into his mother's theory on what happened. And, you know, I thought it would fit nicely into this show because just like what is circling out there, his, uh, you know, his mother's version really talks about potentially being a, a mob hit as well, and we can bring that out. Brandon James is a graduate of the world-famous USC School of Cinema Arts. He's written for magazines such as Femme Fatales, Collecting Hollywood, Glassic Images, and The Dark Side. He's also worked as a consultant on E! Entertainment Channel's uh, TV biography, Jeannie Carmen, Queen of the Bee Movies for award-winning series, the E! True Hollywood Story, and in addition has recently finished a screenplay about his mom and her amazing life story. So welcome back to the show, both Jade and Brandon. Hey, Nina, Hi, how Nina. are you? Thank you Doing for well. us back. Thanks for yeah. having us back. There's so, so much to talk about with Marilyn. It's impossible. It would take hours. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's, let's back up to the, because what I'd like to do, and last time we talked about how they knew each other and stuff, but what I'd like to do is um, really kind of fast forward to the end of her life and really talk about what 
you know, your mom, uh, how did she know or what does she think in regards to the theory that it was a mob hit? Let's go back to Calneva because if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of where she thinks it all started. That's yeah. where it all took place. We'll just it? talk about this last week. Um, yeah. So she knew that the mob had whacked Marilyn. So this wasn't like, you know, the word theory. Theory is kind of... You read some books, you didn't know anybody, and you think this may have what happened. I mean, this is what happened. Whether you believe it or not is a completely different story. So, you know, this was never her theory. This is what she told us happened. And there's a lot of corroborating evidence and books from other people that were actually there that say the same so, exact thing. So, so, so that's let's, let's impossible ba- let's, let's back for up. Yeah, but let's back up a little bit. Different people to tell the same story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, it, but here's the thing, is that... The thing that I that is hard with this, right? And and mm-hmm. let me tell you, it, it totally could have happened, but we don't have any. I, I haven't seen any specific evidence yet that mm-hmm. really can bring to light um, that it happened. Yeah. That it happened, and that's the but, challenge here. I'm not saying that you know right. uh, that everybody you know, but when you hear things, and I go back to explore it and find out where the source is. It is somebody told somebody who told somebody. So that, know, so, everyone seems to have their own story. <laughs> exactly. And so it's a, it's a, it's a complicated situation because we're looking at 52 years later. A lot of the people yeah. have now passed, right? But let's mm-hmm. get to the theory because I think it's one that is, sim- like to your point, Brandon, very similar to ones that, um, you know, people think is a, va- a valuable theory. So let's, let's, let's explore it. So let's start with the Calneva Lodge, which was a casino on the border of Nevada and California. So the casino part, like the state line, ran right through the middle of the casino, and there was a line through the middle of the casino. So you could gamble on one side, but you couldn't gamble on the California side. They had a bunch of bungalows there. At the time, a week before Marilyn died, the Calneva Lodge was owned by Frank Sinatra, and some other partners of his, but Frank was the main owner. On record, it turns out that Sam Giancana was the real owner of the Calneva behind the scenes, telling Frank what to do. This is fact. This is all provable because Sam Giancana, being a member of the mafia, was banned from all casinos in Nevada, not allowed to step a foot inside any casino in Nevada. And Johnny Roselli was his right-hand man. Yeah, Johnny Roselli was Sam Giancana's right-hand man in the mob who looked out for Sam's interests in Hollywood and Las Vegas. Johnny Roselli knew Marilyn going all the way back to the late 40s and 50s, and Johnny knew my mom from the 50s. So anyways, uh, 1963, after Marilyn died, it came to light that Sam Giancana was the true owner of the Calneva Lodge. He was spotted on the premises. Uh, he would go there periodically. Many times he would go there. They had underground tunnels built at the Calneva Lodge so that Sam could come in and out. These tunnels are provable. They're there. I think the hotel finally closed recently, and they may have even torn it down. But this is not Actually, they're fiction. This is it. fact. They're no, actually they are remodeling, remodeling it. it. And yeah, they are Frank Sinatra lost his gaming license specifically because Thank Sam you. Giancana was on the property at the Calneva Lodge and spotted by gaming officials and FBI agents. Yep. So that's a fact. So. Yeah. So anyway, the week before Marilyn died, she was terribly upset because Bobby Kennedy had cut her off. 
my mom had seen her with Bobby many times. They did their little escapade together, going to the beach, the nude beach. Bobby cut Marilyn off. She was devastated. Uh, so Frank invited Peter Lawford and Marilyn up to the county. The and they flew up in his private plane, yeah, right? Yeah, they flew on Frank's uh, private plane to the Calneva. Sam Giancana was there that weekend. This is corroborated by an FBI agent, a career agent for 30 years named William Romer, Bill Romer, wrote a book called Man Against the Mob, done many, many, many on-camera interviews. He was he a was, spy for Giancana. Well, Romer was an FBI agent. Yeah. No, he was working for the Justice Department for Bobby Kennedy to spy. Yes, to spy. Yeah, on yeah. Sam, Sam Giancana. To tail Sam Jean. That's what mom said, yes. Yeah, this is documented evidence by a career FBI agent who wrote a book and testified on camera. So that Sam was there that weekend. Let me just tell you this. The beauty of what you guys are saying right now, right, is that we have on our investigative team, right, Ricky Mm -hmm. Jones. We also have a guy that's going to be on with us next week, Daryl Connerton, a very decorated uh, defense uh, high-level government official. He Mm -hmm. is going to, is already, have been talking to the CIA and also FBI to be able to go back and really look at those files. And okay. so the reality is, is that that's, that's, that's something that, you know, with this guy and going back to that book, see, these are the things that why we need to talk about this mm-hmm. is to be able to then connect the dots back because mm-hmm. now we're looking at 52 years later, 52 years ago or right. yeah. 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago, nobody was really talking. Everybody was yeah. hush hush, you know? So, but- so now you know, really and truly, this kind of stuff, it's like, come on, it, it's I'm time to, to bring now. it out. So keep yeah, going. I just say that to you because that's... telling the story for decades on camera. It's a, he was an FBI agent who was hired by J. Edgar Hoover. He worked for J. Edgar Hoover in the organized crime division. He was the man who was tailing Sam Giancana. He had face-to-face encounters with Sam, serving Sam subpoenas. He bugged Sam's office in Chicago, and they heard Sam after that Cal Neva weekend bragging about doing Marilyn and having orgies with Marilyn at the Cal Neva. Yeah. And Marilyn yeah. went along with it because she was a pleaser. She wanted to please she Frank She wanted Sinatra. to please Frank. And Frank was in awe of Sam Giancana. And, and Frank sup- told Marilyn to be nice to Sam. And, and supposedly sir- they had a booty call or something, well, but she wasn't into him. It was all yeah, that, get, that, that, that's still, Frank. it's, yeah, it the thing is, there's certain girls, and Marilyn was that type, that Wanted like to please, to please the men that they like. And if somebody says, oh, do my friend, they'll do it. I know, and they yeah, don't really the want only thing mom is, mom said the, that Marilyn the, would say he was nasty, but she was ahead right. of the game, wanted Frank to like her. So Marilyn yeah. told my mom after that weekend that she had sex with Sam Giancana. She was disgusted yeah, with her own nasty. behavior. And it's actually a common thing. People do this all the time in life. They get drunk. They have sex with people. And then the next day they go, yeah. And according to do? my mom, not Marilyn. not anything that's uncommon. And according to my mom, Marilyn told her he was nasty. Now, if you want to say you don't believe Bill Romer, even though he was an FBI agent and he was 
worked for J. Edgar Hoover, and he tailed Sam Giancana for, you know, years, that's fine. And if you want to believe June DiMaggio, who nobody ever heard of, never been written about in any book at any time ever until her own book came out, whatever. Anyone at this point can believe whatever they want. But I will believe the FBI agent who came out 30 years ago telling this story, wrote multiple books, and who was an actual FBI agent who worked for J. Edgar Hoover. Now, I will well, believe him. Yes, I will believe him before any of June so, DiMaggio. Yeah, and Joe Blow well, out on and, the and, street. And, I, I, and here's the thing. You're, you're yeah. Part of this show and doing this show is to explore for all of us, right, what has been circulating out there and then going back. What you just said about the FBI agent, I can have Daryl Connerton on it, right? Um, we can investigate what he said, where are the files, and see if we can bring those to light. See, there, then we can prove something. Without that, all of us, like, so for example, one of the things that I've read over and over again is about uh, Sam Giacana and supposedly taking these very risque pictures of Marilyn, okay? It's been in a lot of books. It's been in a lot of documentaries, and the yeah, reality is, is when we, she got together with them. Okay, but the reality is, is when we go back to to find the evidence that supports that, we mm-hmm. can't. It's 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 just hearsay it, or theories, right? So so one of the things that you know what you guys are bringing to light right now about the FBI guy is that we can then investigate that. They're, it's it's connecting the dots to something that is more specific in regards to this case. There are people listening today that are mm-hmm. very well documented and studied Maryland for years. You guys mm-hmm. have obviously been following the case, obviously with your mother and stuff. Yeah. There's also people for the first time just like myself, I'm kind of an in-between person. I have studied a lot, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert, and I'm kind of like the American public. You know, it's kind of like in-between those two two worlds. But the one thing that I know is that when there's something that is just keeps circulating around and circulating around, I'm sitting there going to myself, okay, let's find what we know that can substantiate this. And what you just said, we can bring and say we could start connecting the dots. And, and that's, there's that's, tons of FBI documents. Most of it is still redacted to this day. Yes. But yeah. there is FBI documents that talk about yeah. orgies, the president being involved with, with Peter Lawford, ties to Giancana, that, doc, that support all this. So we're on the phone. So obviously I can't transport some kind of a you know document through the phone, but... yeah. No, we have you know. we have access to those those files as well. So you know when we really start looking into the the investigation aspect of it, right now we're exploring where we need to go, which is wonderful. But so keep going. And so why why would Sam Giacana want Marilyn gone? Well, he laid a trap to destroy Robert Kennedy. Marilyn told him that weekend, and they had already known about this, but that she was you know had been involved with JFK and Bobby. He wanted to lay the trap to make it look like she committed suicide over Bobby. And Bobby had cut her off that weekend. Cut her off and wasn't talking to her. That last day... That's why she went crazy and got drunk. In Brentwood, she kept calling Peter repeatedly at his house because she knew that Bobby was in town that weekend. 
demanding to speak to him and then using the leverage of, I'm going to have a press conference, Peter, if you don't get him over here and make him talk to me face-to-face about why he jumped in bed with me and then now won't take my calls. He was blackmailing him. Well, well pretty, m- pretty much when they're angry. You know, guys many times like to just, when they're done with you, that's it. They just stop taking your calls and they never tell you what happened. And that pisses people off. Okay. So here's, here's the thing, guys. <laughs> not like it's we, never happened before. Yeah. So, <laughs> really? Tell me so, about it. <laughs> I didn't realize this. We were ta- so talking and getting this out there that I have completely gone over my break. Is there anything else, and, and I, have to, to, I have to move on here with this, that you'd like to share in regards to this case, in regards to the mob and, uh, you know, Marilyn? Yes, these are firsthand direct account testimonies. Bill Romer... Sam Giancana's brother, Chuck Giancana, wrote a book called Double Cross, uh, The Explosive Inside Story of the Mobster Who Controlled America. He confirmed all this. You want to say his brother is hearsay? I, I mean, that's getting well, pretty close the, to the story. Yeah, the only, the only thing that I do know for sure is that his timeline is off because we know mm-hmm. that Marilyn died earlier in the evening. Mm-hmm. So when he says that he came later, like after 12, we already know that she died earlier. So those are the kind mm-hmm. of things that, you know, when we start to look at, and I like the FBI and going back to that, because that's something we can connect in terms of the dots, you know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we really need right now to be able to kind of collaborate you know, because we don't know for sure. It could have been a mob hit. None of us really know what happened mm-hmm. to her. Some people think it, you know, that she overdosed. Some people think it's the 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 mob. Some people think it's but the Kennedys. There were no pills in her stomach. Some people think it's the doctors. So one of the things we're trying to do is is extrapolate. Um, these what what people are saying to what we can prove. So I really want to thank you guys for coming back on and just giving us a little more insight into this story because I think that it's one that is out there quite a bit and it's one that we need to really discuss and break down. So I just want to say thank you so much, both of you again, for being on the show. Thank you okay. so much, Nina. Thank you, Nina. All right. Take good care and uh, we will continue the conversation after this break with Mary Jane Gray. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Mad Genius Radio presents Marilyn. For those of us who can't get enough of Marilyn Monroe, especially her iconic musical performances, Mad Genius Radio has expertly curated a genre of hundreds of tracks performed by Marilyn and friends. It is the quintessential collection of music for a journey of glamour, grace, and allure. Listen for free only on Mad Genius Radio. Available in the App Store, Google Play, and desktop at madgeniusradio.com. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat, creator of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. 
Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Goodnight Maryland Radio. Help us explore the mystery that is and was Marilyn Monroe. Call into our program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to MarilynLiveTalk at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Goodnight, Marilyn. It has been quite a show. The mob, Marilyn, murder, all of that is, uh, you know, we're looking at that. Could that be true? Could that not be true? Uh, my next guest actually has been researching Marilyn for over 20 years. Her name is Mary Jane Gray and has been a staff writer for Immortal Marilyn since 2011. She's also assisted authors and journalists uh, with research about Marilyn. And in 2010, she created a page where she helps collectors authenticate appraise and sell Marilyn Monroe memorabilia. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I wanted to have her on because she's been researching and and uh, we can look at all these different theories and we start to break them down. And one of the things that, and one of the reasons why we're doing this in this show is that there's so much to break down. So we're getting it, you know, kind of in the peripheral right now. In our next set of shows, 13 shows, what I'd like to do is actually take what we've done in these first 13 shows and start to break it down even further. And that, because there's just so, so much information. Just when I think I know something, then something else comes up. And and that's what, in following this, and what we're going to do is we're not going to break up the shows. We'll actually start from the very beginning, and wherever we left off, we'll start in the next, the next week. So, Mary Jane, I'm so excited to have you back again because you can have officially do the misquote because you're the one that started it, the Marilyn misquote. So uh, what's our misquote uh, today? Okay. Today's misquote is um, there's a quote that's attributed to Marilyn that says all a girl needs, um, sorry, um, uh, with a girl needs just the right pair of shoes to conquer the world. Sometimes it's the right pair of footwear, but it's along the lines of all a girl needs is the right pair of shoes to conquer the world. <laughs> Unfortunately, this was not said by Marilyn at all. It is actually a quote that was said by Bette Midler. It appeared in a circular that was inserted in newspapers in 1980 called Family Weekly. And what she said was, I firmly believe that with the right footwear, one can rule the world. Wow. In 1985, it was changed to give a girl the right footwear and she can conquer the world. And it was again printed, attributed to Bette Midler in 1988 in USA Today. The first time it appeared attributed to Marilyn was in 2003 in a book called Charmed, I'm Sure, About Manners. And it has just taken off from there. But nope, Marilyn wow. never said it. 
All right. Well, Divine Miss M, but a different one. <laughs> yeah, 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 different one. Some of these quotes are wonderful. They're just not from Marilyn. So, yeah. well, so let's get right into it because, you know, there's there's rumors out there about Jimmy Hoffa and he hated mm-hmm. the Kennedys and that's why it was Sam Giacana. We just heard that. I just uh, told you at the beginning of the hour, I heard Lucky Luciano from Chicago, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, the Cal, Cal Neva thing. So, Where do we go from here, Mary Jane? Okay. There's a lot to cover on this topic, so I hope I can get it all in. But I think the most important things to look at when you're looking at a particular theory or conspiracy is, number one, the original source of the information. Yep. Number two, if it's a murder theory, what's the motivation for it? And unfortunately, on both counts, the mafia did it does not hold up. The uh, first time this appeared, this mafia did it theory... Uh, was in the aforementioned book, Double Cross, yes. uh, written by Chuck Giancana. Yeah. That book came out in 1992. There was absolutely no mentions of mafia involvement prior to that. The problem with that book is that Sam Giancana died in 1975. The book wasn't published until 92. And okay. uh, Chuck Giancana puts a disclaimer in it saying, this is uh, based on conversations I had with my brother. So okay. nothing was taped, nothing was documented. It's his memory of what his brother may have told him in a conversation nearly 20 years prior. Okay. So when you get into the Maryland section of the book, it uh, definitely conflicts from what we know to be true. Um, they make the claim that they, you already covered, that they came into her house after midnight. Well, we know that's not true. Uh, they claim that they strangled her. There's absolutely no evidence of that. They claim that they taped her mouth shut. There would be red marks, tape residue. There was no evidence of that. Now, um, now let me ask you something, a kind of interesting question. So sure. Lucky Luciano said that it was a enema. They came in and they silenced her through an enema. Is that, uh, is that one of the theories that do you know and, and do we know for sure that that couldn't happen? That's a theory that circulates around with various people being behind it, but we know from looking at her autopsy report that it's physically impossible. And not to get too kind of icky with the description, but as part of our autopsy report, uh, it was noted that there was formed fecal matter in the colon. Now, Mary Jane, that I would have not some be exci- there if there was an enema. I have some exciting news uh, for our Maryland fans. Uh, we have signed on Dr. Cyril Weck, uh, who is a famous coroner, to be part of our investigation team. Who will uh, serve up? Um, you know, he's worked on JFK, Robert uh, Kennedy. He's worked on O.J. Simpson and John Bonet. He will be one of two coroners that we bring on to actually uh, get two points of view, not just one point of view, two points of view, and be able to hear the conversation about what actually, in terms of medical talk, because I don't know about you, and maybe you're much more versed in this than I am, but when I start looking at that stuff, I start going, it's like a different language, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Well, I've, uh, I've, I've done a lot of research to try and understand it and be able to read medical reports and analyze the autopsy. So, and again, I'm a layperson in that area, but I have a at least a rudimentary knowledge of what I'm reading. But that's good. That's good. So keep, keep going with this because this okay. is interesting. Now, where the mafia theory really f- completely falls apart is when we get into, like I said earlier, what's the motivation for it? The motivation that people claim for it is that it had to do with the Kennedys. Unfortunately, the entire Kennedy thing has been so exaggerated and blown out of proportion from what we know to be true 
it just, it, it snowballed. One man made the claims, and it was salacious and titillating, so the press has run with it, and then it's just snowballed out of control. What we do know, because Marilyn and JFK were the most famous people of their era, they were very well documented, we know where they were on a certain day, sometimes down to the hour. And if you review both their schedules, they were only in the same place at the same time on four occasions. Wow. So four meetings does not an affair make. It, it simply <laughs> doesn't. Um, and what are those four meetings? Um, okay, it was mm-hmm. April 11th, 1957, at the That's April and Paris birthday. Ball at the Waldorf Astoria. <laughs> um, Marilyn attended with Arthur Miller, and JFK attended with Jackie. Okay. The next meeting was November 19th, 1961. There was a dinner party at Peter Lawford's house that lasted exactly three hours in the middle of the afternoon. There were multiple witnesses. Marilyn was driven home by her limo driver after. There's a receipt in existence proving that. The next occasion was March 24th, 1962, at a party at Bing Crosby's house in Palm Springs. This is where it gets a little muddy. There is circumstantial evidence to say there may have been a single intimate encounter at that event. But again, if you weren't in the bedroom, you don't know what happened. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then the next occasion was May 19th, 1962 at the Happy Birthday Gala. And we know for a fact that she attended that with her former father-in-law, Arthur Miller's father, and she doted on him all night, stayed right by his side, escorted him home, and then met friends at her apartment at 4 in the morning. People have tried to claim that she met JFK at the Carlisle Hotel afterwards. Well, no, we have very, very credible witnesses, including Arthur Miller's father, saying that that's not true. That didn't happen. Wow. Okay. So let's get back to then, um, okay, so the, so it could have been a Kennedy Kennedy reason. So what uh, what other reason could there have been that the mob wanted to silence her? Well, the reason that they cite is that... The rumor is that the mafia in Chicago uh, kind of padded votes for Kennedy in the 1960 election. Yep. And they felt, oh, well, Kennedy owes me now. So then when he appointed uh, Bobby as the attorney general, whose mission was I'm going after organized crime, they felt like they had been, you know, double-crossed, to give the name of Giancana's book. Um, Unfortunately, we find out that that's not true either. a uh, study that was printed in the Chicago Sun-Times in 2006 analyzed the uh, votes in those areas of Chicago and found that the mob-controlled areas voted no differently than anywhere else and that the Democratic votes were the same in those areas for JFK as they were for Adlai Stevenson in 1956. Interesting. So the Hmm. votes weren't padded. (laughs) So when we, um, you know, go and look at these theories... And, again, who's the source of the information, and are they credible? They're not. But, unfortunately, people want to believe the most salacious things because it sells books and gets press. Well, and also, it's, it's circulated out there. And, it, and, and when you start to look at, you know, Jimmy Hoffa that comes out in public and says, I hate Bobby Kennedy, right. Bobby Kennedy is associated with Marilyn Monroe, then you, you know, it, it, it's easy to connect those dots and think that without having any verification. And that's, that's the challenge in today's society with the media is mm-hmm. that we don't go back and look and say, huh, is this true? Is this not true? Right. right? Um, we just take the story and then we run with it. I remember a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, that uh, false story about the CIA agent, right? You know, within minutes you that find out it's not true. Existence right now, 
It has been shared all over, and I'm finding myself every five minutes saying, no, this is a hoax story, but people want to believe it. Exactly. So, so part of that is coming to light of what is true and what is not. Um, what is there anything else that could substantiate that it could have been a mob hit? Is there anything out there from your research? I don't believe there is. Research? Once okay. you realize there was no big long-term affair with the Kennedys and these stories were made up by people like Robert Slatzer, Jeannie Carmen, they got paid to go on documentaries. And when the bookings dried up, suddenly they remembered something even more salacious and titillating. And when you look at the claims that were made, none of them have any evidence to support them. And in fact, there's evidence to contradict them. So there's no motivation for the mafia to kill Marilyn. She was not going to hold a press conference. She did not have a diary full of secrets. She was not having affairs with Bobby Kennedy. It's just not true. So I think one of the things, and we're going to talk about Bobby Kennedy next week, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Kennedys and that whole connection, et cetera, um, and, and how it goes back and forth where some people think that he was there that day, some people think that he wasn't, what was the connection. I think for most people, um, and I'm getting back into the Kennedys and we're going to talk about that next week, but it's connected to the mob uh, story, is that, uh, you know, um, that JFK was not a big presence in her life. The one that we have to break down is Bobby because that's connected to the mob. And so that's going to be a big one as we start to break down, you know, fact from fiction, probable theory to outlandish rumor. And this is, uh, again, you know, bringing these conversations up. Hopefully in the next uh, round of shows, we'll be able to really tackle this and be able to say, okay, Mm -hmm. how do you know that? And have the experts on that have been researching like yourself to be able to discuss it and be able to break it down even further. Okay, so this is great, great, uh, you know, and we'll continue the conversation next week as we uh, bring in the Kennedy aspect of this. But I just want to say thank you so much, uh, you know, this week for jumping in. Is there anything else you'd like us to know? Uh, yes, uh, there was actually one more point I wanted to make okay. is about the mafia itself is a lot of people don't realize the mafia is, they don't operate like street gangs, okay? They have a very strict code of ethics and a code of honor. Um, this is well documented. Uh, there's numerous uh, convicted mafia men who have gone on record saying this. Mafia is very particular about who they will kill. They have a code that says you do not kill priests women, or children. Now, this kind of got blurred a little bit in the 1980s when informants started turning, but prior to the 1980s, this was very strictly upheld. And to do a mob hit, that has to be approved by the mob boss. A mob boss is not going to approve a hit on an innocent woman because it violates the mafia code. Okay. Well, that's going to be interesting to explore even further in our next round of shows. And on that note, um, we've got to take a break. And I just want to say thank you so much, Mary Jane. Thank uh, you so always much for having a, me on again. You're always such a wealth of information. And uh, it, it uh, starts to bring up those, for everybody listening, to be able to say to yourself, start questioning what you think is true. All right. So on that note, thanks again. You're listening to Goodnight Maryland Radio, and we'll be back with Ricky Jones. Ask 
the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Dance Talk Radio has come to Voice America. Join host Tracy Marciniak and her celebrity guests every week for a show that takes you inside the world of dance. What's it like working with stars like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift? The experts share their stories and the -the behind-the-scenes secrets. Plus, inside tips to become a better dancer, instructor, or studio owner. Dance on over to the Voice America Variety Channel every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific for Dance Talk Radio. Genius Radio presents Marilyn. For those of us who can't get enough of Marilyn Monroe, especially her iconic musical performances, Mad Genius Radio has expertly curated a genre of hundreds of tracks performed by Marilyn and friends. It is the quintessential collection of music for a journey of glamour, grace, and allure. Listen for free only on Mad Genius Radio. Available in the App Store, Google Play, and desktop at madgeniusradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Goodnight Marilyn Radio. Help us explore the mystery that is and was Marilyn Monroe. Call into our program at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to MarilynLiveTalk at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, I'm Greg Schreiner for Marilyn Remembered. Did you know that of all of the incredible performances that Marilyn did on film, some of the best movies I think ever made, her favorite performance was not a movie at all, but performing for the troops in Korea. She really felt that nothing was better than that. It really, really made such an impression in her life. For Good Night Marilyn Radio and Marilyn Remembered, I'm Greg Schreiner. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Good Night Marilyn Radio. We have been discussing the mob, murder, and Marilyn. Could it be true? Outlandish rumor? Is it fact? Is it fiction? We are exploring it. Uh, My next guest is Ricky Jones, and he is a consultant on law firms and uh, in law firms and uh, film industry. Mr. Jones has performed investigations against organized crime and gangs in Los Angeles, as well as an outside investigator. He's also worked with law enforcement, terrorism, narcotics. He's also worked in uh, for decades and has been trained as a weapons defense instructor, small arms instructor, FBI certified sniper instructor, FBI range master instructor, narcotics uh, narcotics training special division. He has also specialized in crisis intervention, crisis negotiation, certified in Israel, held positions in executive management in the U.S. government. He has worked as a consultant on such films as Olympus Has Fallen, starring Morgan Freeman and Gerard Butler, and The Equalizer, starring Denzel Washington. He's also the lead investigator in our law enforcement side on the Goodnight Maryland investigation team, With uh, and I would like to welcome him to the show. Hi, Ricky. Hi, Nina. How are you today, dear? I am doing great. I don't know if you've been... Have you been able to listen into the show at all? I have. You have some wonderful folks coming on and um, presenting um, the focus of this that just stick to the facts. 
<laughs> so, I really yes. like the guest that you had on. Well, I and I also I don't know if you heard earlier, but I really want Daryl to uh, to uh, Daryl Connerton uh, to and and yourself to really look at that FBI agent uh, from decades ago that came forward that uh, Brandon was talking about to really see what is in the FBI files, and that's going to be something that I know we're going to be looking at not only here on the radio show but also in the television series. Um, one of the things I want to just say real quick is I have a life bites, and it's it's a wonderful life bites of the week is. It's, it's I, I don't even know if it's really from Elvis Presley. It's quoted as from El, Elvis Presley, but, you know, it's probably a misquote. But it says, truth is like the sun. You can shut it out for a time, but it ain't going away. So uh, with that said, I know you and I have a passion for the truth here. And uh, in terms of law enforcement and the government and the mob, what was going on during that time? Well, you know, during the 50s and the mid-50s, early 50s, and, and going into the 60s. You know, in 1950s, the U.S. started really taking a hard look at organized crime in America. And if you look at the history of organized crime, uh, they had their, their own code. And uh, they're criminals, but, you know, they had a code of ethics that they lived by, uh, if you called it ethical. Uh, you know, they started out... Um, Oh, I can't remember the exact date, but the mafia, the Italian, the Sicilians started out protecting their own neighborhoods from Spanish rule. And that's how they started years and years ago. Yeah. And uh, then in the 20th century, when they started coming to America in droves and they didn't speak English and they put them all in New York in certain neighborhoods, they started protecting their own. And the strongest, the most violent um, started taking over the neighborhoods and, and protecting their people. And then they started charging them for that. And then you get into prohibition. Um, organized crime, uh, the Italians, is all about money. It's about power and money. And they do, uh, you know, like the young lady that was on uh, prior to this, that they did have a code. And they had no problem killing their competitor or killing one of their own that crossed the line. And then when you had the informants coming out, uh, they did. There was a lot of deaths when it, within the Italian organized crime in New York, Chicago, uh, Ohio, and other areas where they had their strongholds. But how about when uh, Mary Jane uh, and our last guest, she also said that they had a code of ethics in regards to women, children, and priests. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, they're, you know, they're, it, it, it might sound kind of crazy, but you look at the Italian uh, organized crime. I, I had uh, bodyguarded a mafia hitman for the FBI under protection, and he was a strong Catholic. I mean, this guy went to Mass. This guy read his Catholic Bible, and he prayed, but he was a murderer. So wow. there's a very strong ethical from the Bible in that. You don't touch women. Yes. You don't touch children. You don't touch priests. You don't touch nuns. There's there's a, a strong code that they live by. Uh, and, and that being said, uh, Marilyn Monroe was not a threat to the mob by any means. There, there's no history of documentation. There's no facts during any investigation that she was a threat to them. So I was listening to some of the things brought up. And, and you know, I personally, and again, this is me looking at the evidence that we have seen and speaking with you and the experts and actually seeing documentation that I just don't believe the mob had anything to do with this. Did she have relationships with them? Yes. 
just like she had relationships. Uh, what they are, you know, we don't know. We weren't there. She had a relationship with Bobby Kennedy. She had a relationship with uh, President Kennedy. She had a relationship with a lot of actors. So yeah. Miss Monroe was very famous. People wanted to be a part of her life. People wanted just pictures with her. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I see that today with some celebrities that we bodyguard. We go to New York, there's uh, guys that we know that are organized crime that just want a picture with them. So um, just looking at the evidence, um, looking at everything, all the documentation we've read, all the witness statements and everything like that, I just, I just don't believe that the mob had anything to do with it. They're about money. Um, in 19, I believe it was... Uh, 1967, it started in 1957, that the U.S. really started looking at the arm and the branches of the mafia from New York. Where did it reach to? Well, they found it reached to multiple states in the United States. Uh, They found it went to Italy. They found it went to other states where they had strongholds at. And when they did that, they found the wealth of the mafia. They mm-hmm. just found out how valuable they were financially strong, uh, member wise. And it really shocked the United States that you, literally you have a government running its own thing that's worldwide within the United States. And, um, 1967, that's when the final report came out about how much wealth they had, the stronghold, the different families. And then that's what led to 1970, the RICO act. And then there's been a couple of additions to that after on organized crime in America that branches out through the world. And the Italians uh, had led the way for other organizations to follow their suit and how they structured, like the Japanese Yakuza, the Russian mob. Uh, They took the uh, pilot or the blueprint of how to start an organized crime uh, family, and, and they built on that. And... That's all of them. They're all about controlling money. So, uh, so, so, so. You know, um, I think it was Brandon that brought it up earlier in the in the show, and I, the William Warmer, uh, uh, I, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but man against the mob, supposedly an FBI agent. Um, you know, I think we need to really look at that book and look at who that, you know, who he was and really explore that. Because what I'm hearing from you is you're basically saying that from what you've read and the FBI files that you've had access to, there's no really collaboration that the mob and um, the FBI were, you know, I mean, there's there's no evidence of that, according to you. There is none. And there is none. And, and just, you know, when you study organizations for years, you, you know, there's always surprises, uh, mm-hmm. You know, their surprise is this person had this guy killed for this reason. Yeah. And it could be nothing, but it's their code. Um, yeah. But if there's if there's a smoking gun out there that would tie them, I would really be shocked. It's just not their uh, character in their criminal organization to do such a thing, and there would be no reason. You know, Marilyn Monroe was an actress, a mm-hmm. wonderful actress, probably a wonderful human being. I, I I wish she was alive today that we could find more about her, you know, but we wouldn't be on the radio show today with you if she was. <laughs> um, but wouldn't but, that be wonderful if she was here today? Yes, but everything about her does not lead to pillow talk. 
um, you know, people write books, they, they have to sensationalize it. Uh, Daryl Conant and I have got book deals, and they're trying to change things to sensationalize it, and we're going, there's no need for that. You know, the truth is always more sensational than having to make something up. Just tell the truth. You know, people are going to understand the truth. And with Miss Monroe, and the sad thing is, there's been so many things that have been blown up from the mob killing her to the Kennedys killing her to, you know, other things. But when we look at the evidence, there's no ties to the mob uh, that would warrant such an event that they would want her life taken and make it. If if the mob does a hit, they do it publicly. They make no bones. They they might hide the body. You know, they they might do it publicly. Even to this day, uh, they send out messages. There would be no reason, and and to make it like a suicide. If they were sending out the message to Hollywood, to the Kennedys, believe me, it would have been a a mob hit. That would how they work. They wouldn't make it look like a suicide. There'd be nothing, no reason for them to do that. They had nothing to hide uh, if there was any relationship with any of them and her. You know, if anything else, it would be bragging rights for anybody that had an intimate relationship with her from the mom. And well, I always, not, I always wondered why, uh, Ricky, is that after the fact, they wouldn't, uh, there wouldn't be a little bit of that bragging or, you know, uh, why they, um, you know, wouldn't have said anything. It just, it didn't, it, you know, I, I certainly have entertained the idea myself and I'm, you know, uh, in our movie, we, we certainly explore that option on an entertainment level, but it's certainly not a, um, something that, uh, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, after the fact and you start connecting the dots and especially with what you're saying, you know, looking at what the, I, I, there's still holes in that aspect of it. That's why I'm asking. And, you know, I'm sure you heard me earlier in the hour, if anybody has any evidence, specific evidence that can verify. Yeah. I mean, you know, come forward. Maybe you have somebody on tape talking about, you know, uh, you know, Sam Giacana talking on tape saying, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, if we have something like that, Hey, that might be much more um, valuable than somebody saying it, you know, 10 years, you know, 30 years, 20 years or whatever it is later. So um, that's it's 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 a very, uh, you know, obviously it's out there. We're exploring it today. Um, it's one that I think needs to be explored and we need to really, you know, in the next series of shows and especially in our television show, break this one down because this one is going to be a, a powerful one. So we can kind of get on to the to the next phase if there is not any evidence supporting this theory. And if, if, believe me, if one of those guys had slept with her and had an intimate relationship, they would have said so. And it probably would have hit the papers because of their ego. Uh, You know, a lot of these guys uh, in the mob have egos. They really do. And it's about who you know. You know, we know during that time that organized crime was making its way into Hollywood. Um, but it's just, again, we have enough evidence uh, to look at things with the team that we put together. Everybody is very professional. We look at things at the evidence. You know, this is yeah. the evidence we have. Let's compare all the evidence. Let's create our chart. Let's get this thing going. Let's have discussions with the you know, professional team, and let's make a decision. There, at yes. this point, there is nothing other than people writing books to sell them um, that proves that Marilyn Monroe 
had any reason for the mob to take her life and make it look like a suicide. That's just not their own. All right. All right. Well, we have to close out the show. I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. This is just the beginning, the tip of the iceberg, darling. So uh, thank yes. you so much for shedding some light. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Uh, as Thank you. As we've explored the mob, murder, and Maryland, there you have it. A, 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 a lot of information out there today that we still need to explore, but is starting to shed some light on actual specific evidence. Well, this wraps up this uh, week's show. I'd like to thank my guest, Brandon, son of uh, Jeannie Carmen, and also Jade. Uh, it's just a little uh, spitfire and uh, a lot of enough, another uh, fellow Aries. Their autobiography of their mother, My Wild Wild Life, uh, as uh, Jeannie Carmen, pinup queen, trick shot golfer, and Hollywood actress, Maryland expert Mary Jane Gray. You can check out Immortal Maryland's website, read more about Maryland, and Ricky Jones, who's a man of integrity and de- dedicating to finding out the truth about Maryland. Next week, we'll continue the conversation as we explore the Kennedys' role. Did they play a role in Maryland's life? And death, we'll find out, and we'll have a special treat. Susan Bernard, daughter of Bruno Bernard, Bernards of Hollywood, to tell us some wonderful stories about Marilyn up close and personal. Until next time, I'm Nina Bosky for Goodnight Marilyn Radio, and remember, never stop dreaming. Thank you for joining us for today's show. Goodnight Maryland Radio with Nina Bosky can be heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to tune in again next week.